Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family, love, and relationships. I am your host for this podcast, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am thrilled to introduce today's guest, John Schlimm, who will be talking with us about his new book, The Star Jumped Over the Moon. So welcome to the podcast, John. I'm so excited to spend some time with you. Hi, Carla. This is going to be so fun. So thank you for having me on. Well, I must say, I have this glorious book at my side, The Star Jumped Over the Moon. The cover is extraordinary. The back is extraordinary. And the inside, what is the superlative for extraordinary? It's magical. (laughs) Magical. I can't even tell you. I'm right now looking at the page. The tiny star grew a bit sad when summer turned to fall, and as the fruit fell down and colorful leaves blew around, revealing a bald brown apple tree rooted upon an old field of green. And there is the most beautiful fox and the most gorgeous tree and the star sparkling right there within it. So with that little (laughs) teaser, John, Tell me a little bit about what makes you, you. (laughs) Well, so this goes back several years and several books to a publicist I once had who asked me for PR materials to basically summarize who I am in one sentence, uh, and which is a challenge for anyone to do. And I really had to think hard about the question you actually just asked. Uh, for that publicist. And I really thought, what what is it that makes me, me? You know, what gifts did I come into this world with? And we all come in with many different gifts and it's up to each of us to figure those out. And what what have I discovered about those and how am I putting them to use? And really it came down to four words. And those are that I'm a writer, I'm an artist, I'm an advocate, and I'm an educator. And within those four words is where I have found my place in this world where I'm able to use the gifts that I've been given, that I've discovered, that I continue to discover. That's the beauty of life. Uh, it's, there's not an end point. We continue to discover these gifts we've been given. But it's really within those four words that I have found who I am and my place in this world. Oh, and that is so beautiful. John Schlimm, writer, artist, advocate, and educator, and so much more, of course. So <laughs> tell me, what, where did the star jump over the moon come from? <laughs> Once upon a time, as most stories begin, there was an old apple tree that I just absolutely had fallen in love with. This was an apple tree on a piece of property that has been in my family for many, many generations that had seen many, many generations, really almost all of the generations in my family passed by. And as I grew up, this was a tree that I grew very close to and very fond of. I would climb this tree. I would sit under this tree. I would hug this tree. 
And so it's really that apple tree that was very much rooted upon an old field of green that inspired this story, uh, which I wrote over 15 years ago. And it sat on my computer uh, for the better part of those 15 years. Uh, but as a dear friend of mine once told me, uh, every story has its time to be told. And the time came for this story to finally be told and shared with the public. So after 15 years of sitting on my computer, uh, quite patiently, uh, this story is now out in the world. And I, I couldn't be any more excited that it's now out there for others to enjoy. Ah, uh, and it is a glorious book. What, what would, without giving away too much to our listeners, what is the message within the star jumped over the moon? Well, the, the main message that I hope all readers will walk away with at the end is that they themselves are actually the star that jumped over the moon. I want each reader to come to this book and really find themselves in the story of this star, uh, this star who on a, a chilly morning uh, woke up in a nest on a branch inside that old apple tree, didn't know how he got there, didn't know where he came from, didn't understand why or what his purpose was. And when you think about it, that's how we all enter this world, right? We all enter. Uh, we're not sure where we came from, why we're here. And it's really up to us to, and those around us to figure that out and to help us figure that out as we uh, journey through life. And so this, this is a, a story that I think whether it's children who are reading it or having it read to them or the adults who are doing the reading, uh, everyone's going to walk away finding a piece of themselves in this star. And that's so beautiful. It's one of the messages that I find most stunning about children's books that we think of them as we are reading them or reading, you know, the child is reading the book or we're reading the book to the child. But the adult, when the adult participates, they can be such growth experiences for the adult, for the adult as well. Yeah, 100%. And I really, you know, worked very hard to make sure that the story of the star jumped over the moon is something that is timeless and will stand the ages and outlive my time on earth as well, which hopefully will be long from now. I plan on sticking around uh, a lot longer, but I really wanted to endure and uh, stand that test of time and really be enjoyed by as many different people around the world as possible. Well, you are definitely going to accomplish that. I can't imagine anyone not falling in love with it. It's just such a treasure. So you also have a, a zine called <laughs> For the Star Jumped Over the Moon, an activity zine. Could you tell me a little bit about this? Sure. So, you know, Back to your question earlier about the message of this book and what I'm hoping to accomplish with it is I also want young people as well as the adults in the room, but especially those young people to walk away embracing their imagination and their creativity and their dreams and really figuring out what is it that makes them different and unique because each of us are in our own ways and really celebrating that. And so I, it was important for me, especially as an educator, to also create a series of resources that could be downloaded for free by parents, by teachers, by librarians, by anyone who 
works or lives with children that they can use to continue that journey of creativity and understanding. And so I created actually several that are on my website, which is johnschlim.com. Uh, the first is a discussion and activity guide that has uh, 15 discussion questions that whether you're a parent at home with your child or a teacher in the classroom or a librarian or anyone else, you can sit down and really start those great conversations that we can all learn from. But there's also several different activities within there that you can have so much fun with. But to your actual question about the zine, so I have recently over the last several months absolutely fallen in love with the genre of a zine. And for anyone who isn't quite familiar or doesn't quite remember what a zine is because uh, they haven't really been around for a while. They were popular in the 70s, 80s, even back into the 1960s, but they're really a collection of writings and artwork and activities that different groups would put together uh, very simply on a photocopier. And I love the simplicity of it, staple them and then distribute them for free. And so I have fallen in love with, you know, the platform and the potential that a zine can have for the messages I want to get out there. So after uh, I wrote The Star Jumped Over the Moon, we were done editing and everything i created a companion activity zine mm. that really uh you know takes the uh takes the the reader through different activities to really help them connect and understand how they are that star uh, that jumped over the moon i absolutely love that you're providing resources so that a book like this can take somebody into a deeper space, a more expansive space. And I think that's fabulous because so many people, they, they love a book, they love a children's book, an adult's book, and then they read it and they don't really do much with the stirrings that have happened inside. And your zine, I've looked at it, it very much allows you to act on the stirrings. <laughs> well, I, you know, with any project that I do, I love to create as many different entry points as I can for the participants to come in, uh, because maybe it's not the book that someone will first come to. Maybe it is the zine that they'll just happen upon either on my website or in their classroom when their teacher uh, has them do some activities from it. Whatever that is, I like to create all those different entry points and be as welcoming as possible. And also, as, as you surely noticed, since you've seen the activity zine, uh, and others will when they see it, as, as beautiful and as polished as the illustrations are that Susanna did for the star jumped over the moon, I really wanted the zine to have that wonderful old school feeling. And uh, that feeling that this was done with, and it was with paper and pencil and marker and scissors and glue and tape and run through a photocopier. So you see the cut lines and where the tape was. And that is all done on purpose uh, because I love that uh, that feeling of taking us back to a simpler time mm -hmm. uh, when when things were uh, when our teachers did run things off on a copy machine and you got to see all the little flaws because it's one more opportunity for us to realize that we also have a lot of flaws and that's okay and it's okay to show those flaws and to be vulnerable so when you see in my zine the cut lines and the tape lines and see where I've obviously glued something and maybe even where there's a little smudge or a mistake. 
none of that is a mistake. That's all done on, on purpose because I really believe that imperfection is perfection. And I, I hope that will carry through. Oh, and ab it does translate very well because it gives it an energy of authenticity and you can do this type of thing. It's not imposing. It's just very, hey, this is streamlined, simple, straightforward. Let's dive in and have fun. Yeah. And for me as an artist, I love when you can see the artist's hand in a piece mm. of work. And we live in a, in a world and it's a glorious world, but it's you know, very technological and everything is so polished and uh, often overproduced. Uh, mostly everything's done on computers that I think when we can uh, create something and share it where you can actually see the artist's hand. And I don't know, you might even see a smudge of a fingerprint in there because it gets kind of messy when you're working with markers and all of that. I love that. And I think that's one more way that I, as an artist and advocate and educator and writer, love to be able to connect with people out there. And I think, again, just such a fabulous gift because another piece of, of what, you know, the zine offers, something you talked about a little bit earlier, is the conversation starting. Yeah. Once we get into conversation with the self and with others and your zines allow that, they have a very, let's share this energy right that it's that you know the way it was when we photocopied things and passed out the <laughs> photocopies in a classroom right let's share this energy let's grow together which really interesting when we look at the the familiar habits the nine habits of a healthy family love together play together learn together work together talk together heal together read together eat together laugh together the energy that i get from your work is that definitely there's a lot of love play learning working together talking healing all of those beautiful elements that allow us to grow as you know as human beings yes and allows us to create together and i love that connection that can be made when not only we realize the the creative talents we all have within us but that when we can share that and collaborate with that. And in fact, the cover of the activity zine for the star jumped over the moon, when people download it, they will see that it says created by John Schlem and, and there's a blank line where I want my collaborators to write their names because it really is about that shared connectivity uh, in the creative process that I just am all about. That is such a, the, the true educator and artist <laughs> in you and collaborator, right? You allow someone to co-author with you because, yes. yes, so, so beautiful. Let me shift for a second to your essay. I have, you know, your essay on the imagination, right? The imagination, I don't even want to give away any more. Talk to me <laughs> about your essay on imagination. So young kids today who were born after 2012, so, you know, the audience who will primarily be enjoying the star jumped over the moon along with their parents and teachers, uh, they have been labeled generation alpha and they were labeled that in a research laboratory and that's fine and good we need research laboratories but i see them as so much more than this mysterious labeling of generation alpha i really see kids today as the imagination generation 
because I believe that kids today have more tools and pathways for exploring and cultivating and really wholly realizing their imaginational potential more so than any generation before. Uh, certainly all of us come into this world with a limitless imagination within us. And you know, over a lifetime, we cultivate that. The kids today, when you think about the access to technology that they instantly have, the diversity of role models that they have, the greater understanding of societal and cultural issues that they have, not to mention all of the other generations before them, their older brothers and sisters who are Gen Z, their parents who are mostly millennials, uh, the Gen, Z, Gen uh, Xers like myself, uh, their grandparents who are the baby boomers, and they even have well, the baby boomers would actually be probably their great grandparents. So they have all of these generations after them who date back to the early you know, 1930s and 40s at the dawn of television. So think about all of the resources, both uh, you know, technological, but also human resources that kids today have. And I think they're gonna be able to synthesize all of that into using their imaginations in the most spectacular ways that we literally can't even imagine <laughs> right now, but I know it's gonna happen. And I love that because the imagination is so critical for the success of our species right yeah. mentally physically emotionally and it's so important that you're amplifying that and making space for that and i love the twist moving from the alpha generation right to the imagination <laughs> generation that we you just allow it to have a more explosive abundant quality and a more hope-filled quality because with well, Yes. Well, yeah, and I, I was going to just add to that, you know, imagination really is the one constant gift that from the beginning of time that has consistently allowed human beings to leap over any challenges. You know, we need little more than just thin air from which to use our imaginations and create whole new worlds and inventions and just the most wonderful creations uh, so no matter where or how you were born into this world your imagination is something that is constant and can really take you anywhere you want to go and i'm really hoping that you know with this book and with the activity zine and i also created the imagination generation activity zine uh, to be a companion to that concept so it takes the whole concept a step further where again, parents and teachers and the, and the children in their lives can really explore what does that mean to be a part of the imagination generation. Uh, but I think that co the collective creativity uh, in both quality and quantity of the imaginations that these kids have will truly be their greatest gift that they will eventually give to the world. In the same way that Gen Zers, who I think the absolute world of, and I have a book about them coming out this fall, so hopefully we'll be visiting again about that, but I'm, mm -hmm. a, a, huge, I'm a huge number one fan of Gen Z and have spent the last several years in, in the classroom with them. 
And in many ways, they, they inspired me to really take a look at generations and what does that mean and what does the potential of each generation mean. Uh, but for Gen Zers, the greatest gift they have already given to the world is within the realm of mental health, their openness and courage in just speaking aloud words like anxiety, depression, suicide, just that willingness and courage to speak those words aloud, I think is the biggest leap forward the world has ever seen in mental health advocacy, because it's inspiring the rest of us to be more open about our mental health and, and to really smash through those stigmas. Uh, the millennials who I also have had in my classroom uh, and who I also thought very highly of and who are largely the parents of the imagination generation, one of the greatest gifts that they have given to the world is they were really the first generation to uh, not see black or white, gender, mm. uh, you know, Christian, Muslim, Jew. They they saw another human being standing in front of them, but a human being that was made of all these uh, amazing and unique and different traits. Uh, but they didn't focus in on one and certainly not in a bad way. And so that was a gift that that generation gave. And, and we could certainly go through every generation. Every generation has has given gifts. But I really do believe that the imagination is the one that kids today are going to be able to give to the world in a way that is just going to really blow our minds. Absolutely. And I see as, as you're, you're speaking, right, from millennials to, to Gen Z to the imagination generation, <laughs> right? And we look and we see an evolution. Yeah. That if we are careful, if we are mindful, if we are thoughtful, we can, you know, each subsequent generation, not that any of the priors were necessarily bad or good, but you can see the evolution, the evolution into intention, mindfulness, consequences, inclusiveness, all of these beautiful things. And it is, you know, a difficult time for the millennials, Gen Z, and the imagination generation where there's so much fear about the environment and will there be a healthy planet to exist on. And it is that piece that you're talking about, the imagination, that if there is a way forward, it will be through the imagination and the heart. <laughs> well, so much of the work that I do, and really up to this point, it has been focused on Gen Z. So, you know, with the star jumped over the moon, I'm really so excited to be more fully introduced to the imagination generation because I, you know, certainly the many members of that generation whom I've already met and gotten to hang out with, they're so cool. They're so fun. They're so energetic and creative and funny and all of that good stuff. So it's going to be an amazing journey for me to get to know them better as I'm out in the road promoting the book. Um, you know, but with Gen Z, what I, I've really worked to do with them is to help put a, a face on who these young people are within that generation. And I really want to be able to do that with the imagination generation as well, because I think so often society and certainly the media uh, put stereotypes on every generation. I mean, just ask, you know, the millennials. I, I don't think any generation has been <laughs> made more fun of and more vilified. Uh, and, and they have walked through that, I think, beautifully. 
but this is what the world does to every generation. And then, of course, I, you know, again, I love researchers. I love scientists. I'm, I'm a fan of theirs. But we all become lab rats uh, at one point or another. So suddenly it's about, oh, how, how, do, how can we study this generation and how can we then market to them and what are their interests? And I think while we need that, we need that research, and I certainly read it all, uh, we're missing a huge chunk there, and that is the human component. And so especially with Gen Z, I've really encouraged older adults to just sit down and have a conversation with these young people. And maybe, you know, the adults in the room, though, you know, Gen Zers now are moving into adulthood, but older adults, they may need to be the ones who start that conversation. Uh, because a lot of these Gen Zers, you know, they have social anxiety, which is a word they put on my radar, uh, and made me realize that I, I can relate. I, <laughs> I knew I always had anxiety, but I, I think part of that is social anxiety. Uh, or, you know, they just... Uh, they don't want to be the first maybe to speak up because they, because I was just having a conversation with a Gen Zer a few days ago. And I was, anytime I get around to Gen Z or any young person, I have a million questions. You know, I become the researcher, but hopefully in a gentler way and, mm-hmm. and without a survey and all that sort of thing. Um, but they were telling me that they often don't want to speak up because they don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm. Um, and they don't want to accidentally insult someone. So my advice to uh, older adults is some, you know, that Gen Z are sitting in a corner reading a book at a party, which this Gen Z was doing by the way, which absolutely fascinated me. Uh, it, they're not being rude. Uh, they're not being detached. Uh, sometimes you got to be the one to go up and initiate the conversation. And in nine times out of 10, that conversation will flow in the most amazing way. And I think that's also the case with the imagination generation. Though I, from my experience with the imagination generation, they're a little more outgoing already, right out of the gate. So I hope they continue with that energy as they eventually move into their teenage years and beyond. Absolutely, and I think that, again, there's more freedom with each generation. There's more freedom to be authentic and and genuine as they explore themselves, the world they're inheriting, and how to move forward in really mindful, healthy ways. And I go back to that piece, and even you talking about the how mental health issues, well, where it's now okay to talk about them and even beyond okay. Now it's important to talk about them so that people don't feel marginalized or devalued or stigmatized. And so I think when we look at what promise we have for the future and focus on all of the amazing positives that that the generations that we have to embrace hold for us and look at them as we look at each other with acceptance, or we hope we look at each other, with acceptance and a sense of uplifting and supporting and moving forward, focusing on our similarities rather than our than on any, say, negative differences. And I think that all of that together in a book like The Star Jumped Over the Moon, where again, you're focusing on capacity. You're focusing on, wait, you are a unique, wonderful, creative individual. Make the most of it. Here you are, jump over the moon. And it's just so <laughs> such a beautiful way to, you know, enter 2022 and every year. (laughs) Yes. And as I move more and more into the space of being a mental health advocate, 
you know, that is something that I certainly wanted to bring to this project. And I'm so grateful to Gen Z that they are really helping to clear a pathway for the imagination generation kids today uh, to have a clearer path in being able to uh, discuss these issues uh, around mental health. And, you know, as I wrote in that essay, uh, every compelling and great story for the ages has a formidable villain. And I really think that the, the greatest villain right now in the story of the imagination generation is mental health. I really don't think it is technology as a lot of as a lot of media and other people would have us believe, certainly we need to keep an eye on it. I, I get it. And I think we're all guilty of spending a little too much time on our screens, but I really think the greatest villain is uh, mental health challenges such as anxiety and depression and even suicidal ideation. I mean, you know this from the work that you do, even in young children, we're seeing these. And uh, so I, I think that it's up to those of us, the adults in the room to really work uh, to be the superheroes for these uh, young kids today and to really uh, to really make sure that that villain is defeated quicker uh, and sooner rather than later. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with you. When we have good mental health, strong mental health, we inherently have a more balanced life, including our relationship with technology. So... Are there three or four key ideas that we haven't talked about or maybe one or two that you'd like to share with listeners? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I really want readers to walk away from this book with the message they most need in that moment within their lives, whether they're the four or five-year-old having the story read to them or the parent or grandparent reading it to them. And so that's number one. I want everyone to take away the message they most need, and that will be something that will naturally happen. But I also want this to be a book where you know, young people can really be encouraged to recognize and utilize what makes them unique and different. I think that is the key uh, because so often individuals are shamed because of the way that they're different, even mm -hmm. at that earliest of ages. And I, with this project and all the work I'm doing, I'm, I'm screaming from the mountaintop. Uh, those are not flaws. Those are not something you should be ashamed of. Those differences and what makes you unique, that's your superpower. And use it for all it's worth and develop it for all it's worth and just absolutely us all with what you can accomplish with it. And, uh, you know, the final thing I will say as far as main takeaways, and I mean, it's, it's interesting that we have to remind ourselves of this, but I would, you know, say to uh, the adults out there, let the kids have a lot of fun. And I know that sounds so simple, but I feel like we have forgotten how to have fun and not only let the kids have fun, but have fun alongside them because we adults in so many ways have forgotten how to have fun. You know, I just turned last year, I just turned 50. I, one of the things I love to do most to have fun is climb trees. Just like when we were kids, mm -hmm. I, you know, the first trees I climbed, the first tree I climbed was that old apple tree that inspired this book. I'm still climbing trees. Now that might not be, <laughs> 
right for everybody. And certainly, please be careful if you're going to uh, climb trees. But find, <laughs> but find whatever that tree is for you, and and climb it, and dance on it, and uh, let your imagination just run wild with it. So really, have fun. And, you know, my, I, a lot of people get caught up in, oh, I'm this age, I'm that age, you know, and they start with, oh, I'm 30, oh, I'm 40, you know, and now that I'm 50, I'm kind of laughing. Uh, age means nothing to me. And it never has because I, I had, uh, you know, great uncles and aunts and grandparents who lived well into their 90s, and in some cases into hundreds. And what they taught me is, it's not about that number of how old you are. It's are you fun or not? And I want to always be someone who people see as someone who is fun and can have fun. I'm not going to be defined by a number. And I absolutely love that because we do want to be fun, be joyful, along with all our other emotions, but absolutely being fun and not being defined by an age, whether, you know, I work with people who are in their mid twenties and they're already feeling old and irrelevant. Right. <laughs> and I laugh and I say, Oh, you know, age is just a number chronological <laughs> age. It's really about having joy inside happiness inside. And the other piece, you know, I really have to say, I loved that you say to focus on parents, children, focus on your differences. Your differences don't make you bad. They're nothing to hide. They are indeed something to amplify and make the most of and celebrate because how you are unique, how you are different, as you said, is to, it's just magical. You can bring magic to the world through that. So, oh, your messages are just wonderful. So thank you, John. Thank you. Um, and I also, I have to laugh too, when you're saying having fun, you know, the familiar's value play together, right? Laugh together. Yes. It is all about, of course, again, we want to make space for all of our other emotions and not try and be happy all the time. But we do want to also make space for levity, for joy, for humor, for fun. So thank you for bringing that energy <laughs> into the world. So John, it has been such a pleasure and a joy. Where can our listeners find you? Well, they can find me in a couple places, and I really love connecting with all of my friends across the world out there. Uh, I am on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and LinkedIn, and it's super easy. I'm at John Schlim on all of them, so it's one-stop shopping, so at J-O-H-N-S-C-H-L-I-M-M. And you can also easily find those links on my website, which is johnschlim.com. And again, that's J-O-H-N-S-C-H-L-I-M-M. And that's where you will also find the download buttons for the Imagination Generation Activity Zine, the Star Jumped Over the Moon Activity Zine, as well as the Discussion Activity Guide for the book and uh, all of the social media links. And of course, the book is available wherever you love to buy your books. Excellent, excellent. And listeners, remember those zines are no charge. You can go download and play and laugh and explore to your heart's content. So John, thanks again. I'm so appreciative. And as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. And I do have to insert just one little piece. Remember, as John said, you yourself are the star who jumped over 
the moon. Remember that, it's such a beautiful sentiment. So if you'd like more wonderful Familius content, be sure to visit us at Familius.com where you will find our Habit Hub blog as well as a spectacular selection of books for families. One step at a time, we can and will make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine, 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 as only you 